Hello again, welcome back. It's me, Alan Barra, and this is the latest edition of Grenade Pull the Pin, which we always say is business brand and banter. But the more astute viewers will have realised by now, it's mostly me just chatting shit with my mates. So, today's no different. Who is today's guest? He loves a fish finger sandwich. His pet hates dirty rims, so there's nothing he loves more than a thorough rimming. He can often be found with his hand up a boxer's tailpipe. That's a Derek Chisora reference. He's the country's top rapper, not the talented musical kind. It's only Yanni Chamba... Yanni Chamba... It's only Yanni! <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was going to do that. I knew. Bruv, bruv. No. Welcome. No. Do you know how, how to pronounce your surname? Sharalambus. It's great. Oh, come on. No one can pronounce that. It's impossible. It's an impossible word. It's a made up word. Well, can I kind of say something? If, if, we're going, if we're going this way, yeah? Yeah, we're going this way. We you see the way you started that? Yeah. Why did you change your voice? Why? Yeah. I did the same thing you did. I got that from you. That was a very professional voice. Hi, so it's, um, it's Al. And it's, Al, it's pull the pin. Welcome to yeah. You go up about three notches. I notice you're like, boom! Bruv, bruv! In it, bruv! That's more Deer and Cartel. Not everyone you, is but... like that from London, by the way. No. I'm very They're professional. On my head. That's it. Mm. So, yeah, my name's Yanni, and um, Yanni's Cheryl Lambus, <laughs> and I'm from Yanomai's. Is that it? That's it. Simple. What if people haven't heard of Yanimize, which, let's face it, it's most people. I mean, it's not the powerhouse that is Grenade. You've done all right. You've done all right. It's very different. It is different. It's, very, it's a very different industry. Tell us about Yanimize, because look, just to, get, just to reintroduce you as well, I love businesses and brands and entrepreneurs, and this is one of my favourite businesses, to be honest, because I know, I know very little about it, but I love cars, okay. as you know. And it fascinates me how you do what you do, and why everyone who's anyone comes to you. I mean, I've met you, so that's, that's the biggest mystery, if I'm honest. Yanomize is uh, a car customising business, but known around wrapping. And so for people that don't know what wrapping is, wrapping is where you change the colour of the car by applying vinyl to the paintwork. So people back in the day would paint cling their film, car. Cling, cling film, basically. Posh cling film. Yeah, it's posh cling film that I charge a lot of money for. Um, so yeah, back in the day, if you had a black car and you want to make it white, you'd have to paint it. Nowadays, you put vinyl material over and you can change it to from black to white. And then if you get bored, you can actually take the vinyl back or we'll put the car back to the original colour. And you don't have to re-register the car, do you? Because it's classed as temporary. Exactly. It's temporary, yeah. temporary um, colour change. How long has it been around? Because I just think if it the last sort of three or four years, but I'm guessing if you know, it's been around a lot longer. Than yes, I've been, I've been doing it for 15 years. But before, so people would know wrapping from, let's say the Sky Vans. You know with the Sky yeah, Vans where you'd yeah, have yeah. like the Simpsons on the back or you'd have Sky Sports. That is wrapping, but people would do it on Vans. You didn't do that, did you, the Sky Vans? Because that's no. probably quite a good cop, could they not afford you? No. Yeah, they could, back, back then it was, it was before my time. <laughs> you'd people, have done it if I'd asked, wouldn't exactly, you? But people didn't do cars. People weren't doing cars. And I was like, well, hold on a minute, we're missing a trick here. And if you, listen, you know, you, you love cars. You buy a car. For you to sell that car and then go and buy another car in another colour, you're going to lose money on this end. Then yeah. you're going to buy a new car and lose money on the back end. Whereas now, you can actually wrap the car for 3000 5000 7000 depending on the car and the colour. And then it's like, like you the bought a new car. I'm going to constantly talk you down on price because I've got two cars coming up. I need you to wrap. So let's not talk about the, the five-figure range. Let's talk about the three-figure range. Okay, if you've got a smart car, no problem at all. <laughs> and I know you ain't got a smart can, car. Can you see me in a smart car? No. I quite like, they used to do a Brabus edition smart car. I'm quite fancy. Really? I've got a smart car. I love it. Is that because you live in London and it's the biggest thing that you can get? No, but I do like a smart car, Brabus. It's just, it's just a tool. I've never been in one, but I really want one. Do you know how big they are inside? You'll uh, be very surprised. Really? Yeah, you'll think think it's written. No. Listen, Daniel, my best friend Daniel's six foot five and me and him sit in that car, no problem at all. Really? And I'm six foot two. So yeah. It's hardest. I want to go now. You need to get one. We'll get you one. I need to get one. Yeah, because otherwise I know you've got lots of supercars. And I, I was in London last week, kind of looking at some of these cars, and I can't imagine worse cars in London than supercars, Defenders. London has just... changed. L London used to be the place where you'd go and you'd go Sloane Street, you'd go Knightsbridge, you go around there and you drive your car and it's incredible. Now they've changed it to 20 mile an hour and the police are so hot and everything. And if you've got a loud car, they're pulling you over. It's, it's really restricted. Like I don't like driving in London anymore. Is that why people wrap the cars now? So if they actually get caught speeding or doing something, they can quickly change the identity of the car. Well, not quick, quickly if you do it, but they change the identity of the car. And then, shh, it's another car. They'd and never, no one knows. They'd never know. They'd, They'd never, never know. know. They'd never know. They'd never know. Right, so wrapping cars. So... Is this all you've ever done? I mean, it can't be your only job. No. So, okay. So, so, how did you get started in, in wrapping cars? So, cars was something that I was always passionate about, but I worked in. What was your first all? car? My first car was a Fiesta 1.1L, and the L was for like loser. I was going to take the piss, but mine was a G Reg Fiat Panda. 
Gee, so we're, so we're, we're, same, we're, we're same age, same generation. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I, I had the Fiesta and I wanted the XR2. Couldn't afford the insurance. Yeah. But I wanted the Pepper Pot wheels, which was on the XR2. I remember. So I bought them and put them on the car to make it like an XR2. So, you know, when you see people driving around and they put M3 badge on the back of a 320 BMW, yeah. and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, I've done that on my Fiesta. I wanted a Fiesta RS Turbo. Nice. Nice. Um, thing is, should have bought one and kept it because it's probably worth about 10 times more than yeah. it costs back then now. Do you remember Renault 5 GT Turbo? Come on, this is per, my generation. Per, 205 1.9 GT, yes, not the 1.6, but the 1.9. Yep. Mark 1 Golf GTI, Mark 2 got Golf GTI. Fiat Uno Turbo. Oh, do you remember the Fiat? Yeah. yeah, but again, actually, that would have been my next logical step. So my second car after my Fiat Panda... As I was, I was quite a big lad at the time. I was sort of 17 stone. I was really in some bodybuilding. I used to get a lot of road rage in that car because obviously... Road rage or well, road rage? Um, road rage <laughs> because I wasn't the best. You know, like you pass your test. You think you're an amazing driver, yeah. don't you? Yeah. I'd cut everyone up. I was a terrible driver. And it was one of those cars that really annoyed everyone. It was like um, like a Nissan Micra. Okay. Just, just instantly give people horrible road rage. Yeah. And... Um, like lorries had cut me up and so then I'd jump out. They weren't expecting some sort of 17 stone bodybuilder to, to leap out of a Fiat Panda. So, um, yeah, they'd, uh, they'd often run off. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I then got a Suzuki Swift GTI, which was unusual okay. at the time. 1.3 GTI, 16 valve, unusual at the time. Okay. I, I went to, for my Fiesta, I went to a Renault 19 16 valve. Oh, nice. Phase two on a K That Ridge. wasn't a Shamard, was it? Around 19 Shamard. No, was the Shamard was the four door, wasn't it? Mine was the two door. That's right. So the 16 valve phase two. And I wrote that off. Do you think we need to get out more? Yeah, well, I wrote that off and I got banned for dangerous driving for 12 a friend, months. A friend of mine had a Renault 19, he's probably listening to this, and um, as a practical joke, we hid a fish under the seat. Oh, don't do that. Um, it was a red mullet, that. and um, he, he didn't find it, and um, it, it smelt that bad, he couldn't get rid of the smell. He and you'd to, never get rid of that smell, by no. the way, that car's ruined. He, yeah, that's right, yeah, he had to have the car crushed. Um, so um, that was a bit extreme. Yeah, sorry about think, that, Mark. Think, if you're listening to this, it was funny at the time for us. I think you could have sold it to someone else. I don't think you had to get it crushed. He's going to remind me I owe him a car. I'd probably forgotten to be honest. Um, he loved that car as well. Anyway, so um, yes, yeah, so you were into cars. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, I was into cars. Um, I was passionate about cars, but I worked at a place called Do It All. I remember Do It All. I used to wear the blue dungarees. Really? Yeah, work on the till. I used to mix paint, cut wood. I was that guy. I can't see you doing that. I, well, I was I was 16. I used to get a bus to work. Um, and back then the bus was like 30p. Okay, so we're old. We're old. God, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Was that, actually, when was the last time you got the bus? I can't actually remember the last time I got a bus. Years ago. I can't remember the last time I got on a bus. And to be fair, I don't use London transport. I'm a car guy, so I always drive. Yeah, Even yeah, if I've got yeah. to drive into London, wherever, I'll always drive somewhere. Thanks for coming here, by the way. Only took you two months. Um, uh, Yanni was supposed to come in December uh, to into to line up with the uh, the humdinger content we did which we'll come on to in a moment and um there was a frost wasn't there if you remember in london there was a very well, light frost it was, was a, it was there was a there was the a light snow was like there was a don't exaggerate there was a light frost and then we, we'd organized pull the pit everything was done the catering was done i'd rearranged my busy schedule he didn't want to come in here he was making a bit of a song and dance about it and then uh it was like yeah it was a very light frost and uh he messaged me and went oh bruv snow bruv i'm stuck i'm snowed in i'm snowed in um, you need to get a four by four. I did have a four by four. I did the Panda, <laughs> and I was still snowed in. It was honestly, it was ridiculous. The motorways were all shut because you know why? Because in the UK, we're not good at anything. No, we do. We because we don't get enough of it, do we? But it's let's be straight. Yeah. When it rains, we have floods. Yeah. Okay. When it snows, everything stops. When the leaves hit the lines, the trains stop. Yeah. Okay. And when it's sunny, we have a hosepipe ban. Yeah, we do. So we're not actually good at anything <laughs> in the UK. There's, we're still on a, I've got a boat uh, down south and there's still a hosepipe ban down at the marina there and it hasn't stopped raining for four months and I can't understand how there's still a hosepipe ban. We've had like four feet of water in that That's time. But no, you are, you do you do make a good point. I'm only winding you up, but I know as well, getting you from London is like getting me to London. It's fine when you're there, yeah. but it's a long way when you're busy. It's, yeah, to be fair, it was a two-hour drive, and I literally just on the phone the whole way up here. Well, we need to get... You, I'm surprised your nose isn't bleeding. We need to get some tissues in yeah, case. I have to you, get my passport so, out. Yeah, you're so far north of the M25 oh, now. Man, it's weird for me, but... Do, you know did, did you wonder what these green things were as well? Like these, like, these... Never seen first trees time we've before. Never seen trees before, never no? seen trees. But you yeah. know what? I'll be honest. When I come out of London, I actually really enjoy it. You know, people are a lot nicer out of London. Uh, that's true. As much as I'm from London, I'm, I'm London-born and bred... I have a big fan base outside of London. And whenever yeah. I go to different places, people are really, really nice and they're friendly and they show so much more love. 
I think London just people are a bit more up themselves and they think they're well I've got money and I live in London and I'm special it's like yeah. everyone's busy as well aren't they and they've, there's somewhere they've got to be and everyone's stressed because it's so busy and yeah to go three miles takes four hours and uh, it's a bit like New York um, so yeah, it's a great correct, it's yeah. a great city but yeah you, you're not you're not getting the best out of people so yeah. welcome to the country thank anyway, you it's very nice yeah and the no. weather's not bad either <laughs> exactly yeah it's not snow, it never snows here um, it does snow but we've got little Midgets that come out and clean it, and little, little umpalumpas basically clear nice. away. Yeah, clear away the snow. Um, yeah, so we were supposed to do this back then, but we're we're, we're on it now. Um, so anyway, you're in do it all. You're mixing paint. That's it. Did you ever revelate? Did you learn stuff from that job? Because yeah, ev- so, every entrepreneur as well has got an amazing backstory of things they learn. I had to pass, and I can drive a forklift truck. Oh, yeah. A certificate to drive the forklift truck and a certificate to, to mix paint and a certificate to cut wood. Because back then you had to have certificates before you everything. were allowed to do anything. I can drive a forklift, but not legally. Okay, well, I'm, uh, my, I, my never, I never did my test because I owned the building and the forklift, so the test didn't exist. So didn't but matter. in my head, I'd have passed. I was pretty good. You were pretty good. It was, <laughs> it was fun. I used to enjoy it. Um, and then I worked at um, Office World. So these, okay. these places, by the way, don't exist anymore. Not because, I, not because I work there. Yanni worked there, business went down. Yanni worked there, business went down. He stole that many staples from Office World. That's that's, and yeah, they subsequently went bust. It used to be Office World, and inside you had a concession called PC World, where they started yeah, doing computers, yeah, the early yeah. days of computers. Because I used to sell typewriters in Office World, and then obviously it was PC World where they've done computers and PCs, where it was like, wow, what's the, a computer? Look People have listened to this going, what's a typewriter? Yeah, mate. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, know, I remember. It's, I remember it's brutal. Um, and I was the youngest assistant manager in Office World, which was really, really cool. 19. Okay. Um, so it was really, really good. And then... Was it I, a low bar, though? <laughs> I, I haven't signed up for this, okay? I haven't... I, I do, do you, you're here now. We've got... I'm, we've, I'm here now. Yeah, I'm, 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 you I'm were warned. I'm to the chair. I can't yeah. get out now either. <laughs> you were warned. Um, I've done that. And then I worked in uh, recruitment in the city, which I loved. I don't I see you doing that at all. Salesman, loud. Do you, do you know what this screams of to me is not quite knowing what you wanted to do? 100%. And you try, which is really common, and you try lots of different things. And no doubt enjoyed all to various degrees, but I guess you're just looking for that one thing that you could be really good at. Yeah. I know you've probably not found it yet, but if you do, then... I was in, do you know what? I was in retail for so long, and obviously I never knew like a Saturday you, ha- you could have a Saturday off. Because I'd worked, and it was always Saturdays. I always worked, and majority of Sundays. So do it all was Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, Marks yeah, and Spencer's yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Office World Saturday and Sunday. So I worked in Marks and Spencer's in Brent Cross uh, for years, and I loved it there. And I wanted to earn more money, and I worked in um, uh, where they return like the returns department. So and I wanted to actually be like, how can I earn more money? They said, well, if you want to work in foods and work overnight, do the night shifts, you can earn more money. I was like, okay then. So I used to do the night shifts. So I turn up to work at eight o'clock and work till six in the morning sleep till like two o'clock in the afternoon and have the rest of the day before I went back to work. Do you know what? I did exactly the same, but for security. I worked I worked in a gym all day, worked in a nightclub all night, grabbed a few hours sleep, went back to work at the nightclub. Interesting, because that was where you could earn money years ago. Exactly. Yeah, doing And people, doing people don't realise. People, when, they, when they, they look at us and they think, okay, well, you drive a nice car and you've got nice watches and you've got a big house. And it's like, the grafting. you don't realise what we've done to get to where we are. And the problem is with social media nowadays, everything looks like it's done overnight. Yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. so you see the end you see the end results rather than thinking hold on a minute what did it take to get to that level do you know what instant gratification and i i hate that i think it's the worst thing about social media is it has sped things up definitely but i think worse than that it's created the illusion of speeding things up and i would say with us like we were a 30 year <coughs> overnight success i spent 30 years in the industry yeah. um and yeah great up 10 years but yeah that's the thing you do suddenly go from what appears to be nothing, or you can create the perception of it being nothing. And I think the thing about social media is it's perception versus reality. You can make things look a lot more successful than you really are, especially around cars and stuff. Yeah, of course, it's highlight reel, yeah. And listen, I I had a a Ferrari in 2003, a Lambo in, my first Lambo in 2006. When I had my Ferrari in 2003, there was no rental companies. So when you owned the Ferrari back then, you You owned the Ferrari and you knew, okay, that's his car. Anyone can drive a Lambo, Ferrari, Porsche, Bentley now, and you've got no idea whether they own it or not now. Yeah. So you can, the perception is very, very easy. You understand? So you can portray that you've got wealth and you can portray you're really successful, but behind the scenes, you probably live at home with your mum in a flat. Do you know what things have changed as well? So I'll tell you a bit of an early uh, Ferrari story. So Stuart, who I introduced to you the other week, I used to be his personal trainer. And uh, this is a really... Uh, successful uh, friend of mine from sort of 30 years ago very much into his cars and um uh, yeah there was a, a new ferrari that was coming out this was this was a long time ago 
and um, I, one of his cars wouldn't start and I'd taken him to the gym or picked him up from the gym. And he said, on the way back, he said, can we just drop into this car dealership? There's this new Ferrari I want to have a look at. So uh, we kind of go in and got shell suits on because it's the 90s. So we're in our shell suits. Love it. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm 18, I'm minimum wage, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, with, a, I'm with a client. Um, and uh, we're looking at the, we go into this, this Ferrari dealership looking at the cars. And uh, the, one of the sales guys comes over and says, sorry, gents, if you want to look at the cars, you'll have to stand outside and look through the window. And I can't imagine that happening now because back then, I think, a certain type of person yep. would drive a certain type of car. And you would dress a certain way. You would dress a certain way. And um, I'll never forget his reaction because he, he just, uh, he kind of completely ignored the guy um, and just, you know, in his sort of own very, very uh, polite sort of style, he just said to one of the guys at the back of the showroom who immediately recognised him, and uh, he just said, oh, I'll get two of these, please. And I don't want him to serve me. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, and I thought back then, yeah, you don't judge uh, a book by its cover, do you? Um, yeah, so interesting how things have, have changed with that sort of perception. Yeah, that would have been the 90s, so pre-social media and, uh, and whatever. But uh, It was yeah. a simpler time. Let's be honest. Listen, I love <clears> social media. Without social media, I wouldn't have my business, oh, my yeah, brand, my you, client yeah. base, and to, to get it out there to the masses. So if you use social media to your advantage, it's incredible. But the majority of people, social media was about posting what you're doing and having fun with it. And then it became like yeah. a business tool. And for me, when Instagram came around, people were like, you need to get on Instagram. I'm like, what's Instagram? And literally, it was like it was made for me. Yeah, because yeah. cars, people love cars and people love cars around the world. And all I had to do was walk from upstairs to my office and go into my showroom and I've got cars everywhere. I can post. And people are like, wow, wow, wow. All wow, the time, wow. yeah. And then when you get... And obviously, my client base is the who's who everyone. So I can sit here and say like, Simon Cowell, Gordon Ramsay, JLS, One Direction, Obama Yang, every football player, Didier Drogba, John Al Terry, and, and yeah, and Albert, exactly. <laughs> but m m what I mean by that is, so you do one one player, okay, and then you get the rest of the team. Yeah, so yeah. I've done, for example, William Gallas, who played for Arsenal, but he used to play for Chelsea. So when I done William's car, he's got John Terry to ring me and said, oh, can I get a card? And then John Terry gave me Didier Drogba. I went to a JLS Christmas party, you know JLS? Yeah, yeah. So I went to a yeah. JLS Christmas party and One Direction were there. And then Harry and Liam were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Wow, you don't you don't know who I am. Like you look one direction. You look a huge and it, it, it's surreal. And then I remember I'll tell you a quick story about Simon Cow. Simon Cow got his PA to ring the office. And she's like, I like obviously a hundred years on. She's like, oh, I've got Simon Cow for you. I'm like, okay. So Simon Cow comes on the phone. I was like, hi Simon. He's like, oh hi Yanni. Did you call blah, him bruv? Blah. Yeah. Brethren. <laughs> Brethren. Brethren. Yeah. Yes, bruv. And um <laughs> so he came on the phone, he was like, um, so I've got a Tesla. He goes, when I when I take my when I take little Eric to school, there's like ten black. Got, got a Tesla. Yeah, he's got loads of cars. But oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Got, he goes, well, like, when I take little Eric to school, there's like ten Teslas there in black. He goes, I want something different. So I'm thinking, probably gonna go grey or like a blue or something like that. Chrome red. Really? Chrome red. And he didn't just do the car chrome red. You know, you have chrome round the windows, like silver chrome. Yeah. So I was thinking chrome red and then go black, gloss black. No, 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 I want them chrome red as well. Everything was chrome red. It was on Britain's Got Talent. It was on um, all of his shows. And he loved it. But imagine Simon Cowell chrome red. And I said to him, I said, have you ever put it into ludicrous mode? And he's like, Yanni, I put it into ludicrous plus. And I was like, wow, <laughs> my guy. And he was great. And then when I delivered the car, I took it to his house. And he was there. And Eric was there. And his missus was there. And he was really, really cool. And that was, I'm a big believer in, in putting things out there in the universe. And the question I used to always get asked was, which celebrity's car would you like to rap? And it was always Simon Cowell. It was always Simon Cowell. And eventually we done Oh, amazing. It. So yeah, I need to find a new person now. You do. Al Barrett. Um, <laughs> I'm no Simon Cowell, to be fair. Um, but You look younger than him, though. I do look younger than him. And, yeah, and, and your trousers are a little bit lower. Yeah, they're a bit lower. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the thing is as well, though, because like, so with some of these cars, like, you know, when we sort of spec and order a car... You don't want to take a risk. I don't want to take a risk because if something turns up and you don't like it, you're stuck with it. Yeah. So people probably play it safe with a lot of those cars. But because of what you do, they don't have to play it safe. So that's probably a real side of Simon's personality that was dying to get out but didn't really want to take the risk because he wouldn't. And again, they probably wouldn't have done that anyway because yeah. they just want to kind of churn out these sort of stock colours. So it does probably enable people to be a little bit more who they really want to be. And they can just change it. You're not stuck with it. This is why a lot of people will order a black car or a grey car. Because they're like, you know what? For resale, black and grey are always yeah. the best two colours. But if you want to go and wrap it in pink or green or orange or yellow or holographic or psychedelic, it doesn't matter. Because that is for you and that's your personal preference. And then when you sell the car, you can put it up for sale in that colour. You can say, listen, you can have it in my mint green colour or I can take the wrap off and it'll be black. Yeah. So you can choose what you want. So you what's get the, the both, weirdest, both worlds. What's the weirdest colour you've done that you just think that you've... 
The biggest, the biggest by surprise. The biggest backlash we got was we done psychedelics. A psychedelic is like a, you know, like when you pour oil on the floor. Yeah, so like, it looks a like tie like, dye sort yeah, of type, yeah. So like oil. And we done it on Pierre Emerick Aubameyang's LaFerrari. Now LaFerrari is a LaFerrari, yeah, and everyone says a Ferrari should be red, and obviously we done it in this color. And if I tell you the comments were like. He should have his Ferrari taken off him. Enzo Ferrari's turning in his grave. How dare he do that? Honestly, it was um, but it was great for me because the exposure and the promo it was all over the newspaper. It was online. It was everywhere. But we got a huge backlash for it. But the car looked great. And listen, he was playing for Arsenal. He's banging in goals. He's top goal scorer. You can wrap it in poo because you're about it. It don't matter, <laughs> yeah, does it? You can do what you want because of who you are. Um, and he was like, I don't care what people are saying. And he's very out there with the way he dresses. He's in gold and big bling and stuff. When you're that sort of person, so how how then did you go? We've missed this section out. How did you then go from where you were? And I think the last I recruitment think we've left. We've you're in office world. You're, you're in no, you're in MS. Sorry, yeah, you're yeah. Uh, no, you're in yeah, you're yeah, you're in recruitment. Yeah, and then you've decided to go and start as like a one man band. You just started a business. So, how uh, did it work? So, but okay, in between that, I had a phone shop, a car wash, a hairdressers, a milkshake shop. Um, I had loads of businesses and some done well, some failed. Which Please tell me you've happened. still got some of those. No, they're all sold. Oh, they're all gone. They're all, so, they're all sold. Yeah, they're all sold. Um, I love a chocolate milk as well. Yeah, I, the, I, so I had a milkshake early days. It was called Milkshake City. And my logo, yeah, was the cow, the, the rear end of the cow, but it was an M for the, so the milkshake. Clever. The M. It, was, it was a wicked yeah. logo and it was like Milkshake City with the cow. So we had that. And just to give you an idea, we had JLS open that for us. Really? And all the football players in Free and Barnet in North London. And when I tell you, the police turned up and were fuming. They're like, you should have told us. I'm like, I didn't expect all these thousands of people to turn up. We had football players, musicians, everyone there. Why did they open your milkshake shop? Because they're friends of mine. Oh, okay. So so I've, so doing, I've done their cars. Oh, so okay. So you had the milkshake shop after the, you'd, you'd already got Yanomai. Yeah, I'd, ha- I'd had Yanomai, but Yanomai was, was growing. And I was like, let's oh, have a milkshake okay. shop. But yeah, I, still had, I still had a few celebrities. Yeah, so right, it was a crossover. Okay. Um, then, yeah, so... Cars was something that I was passionate about. I always wanted to be in the car industry. And I always say that if you do something that you enjoy, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, of course. And cars was always something that I was passionate about. Um, I saw I saw the niche in the rapping world. I wrapped one celebrity's car. And then and I used to outsource everything. Not many people know that. So when I cheeky, started, cheeky. I would take it to you to wrap, that person to tint, that person to do the wheels, this person to do the paintwork or whatever it was. And so I'd come to you, get the car. Yeah. And, I, and you'll be like, I want this, 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 this. No, I'll do it all for you, no problem. I'll drive away from you and I'll take it to five different places, charge you all the money, give everyone their money and I'd make a huge profit. It was me and one guy and we used to drive around in a smart car. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah, clever. And then obviously the, the likes of Instagram and everything came out and they're like, Yanni, where's your place? I'm like, yeah, I've got like, a big place. Yeah, where is it? I want to come see your place. Oh, I'm doing it up, I'm doing it up. I had no place. It was me in a smart car driving around. So I was about to get exposed. And I was like, yeah, I think I need to get premises now. But do you know what, though? But that's all part of the hustle. They were the days where you had to pretend you were bigger than you were yeah. to kind of get, the, you know, the, the work. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I'm trying to think of samples that I probably did. I mean, you know, we started Grenade from a spare bedroom. Um, and when we were doing sort of probably 500,000 in turnover, and, you know, not taking a day off and not taking a salary, <coughs> people thought we were doing five million in turnover. So it was all that 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 perception. So, yeah, we had to go and get a premises at some point as That's well. It is. And, yeah. I'm not, and I don't I don't think it's people might think, well, you're faking it till you make it. I don't know if it's faking it till you're making it because you, you're not faking it because you still have a business and you have the opportunity and you're growing it. But, but you're managing your costs. You've yeah. got to manage the overheads. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to manage those overheads. Um, so, okay, so you're taking, and I guess as well, you were taking it to the best person that did each individual job. At the time, yeah. Yeah, so was, yeah okay, fine. And enough. I would stand on those. So they, they would do the work, and I'm like, I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy. And they're like, buddy, oh, Yanni, you're so fussy. And I'm like, well, it falls on me because yeah. I'm the one that's giving it to the customer. Yeah, and they think I'm enough. doing the work. Um, and you're the one that's got the personality they're getting on well with, that you're building a relationship with. So, yeah, you're right. It's got your face on it. So, what a horrible thought's got your face on it. Um, so, but attention but, to detail. I'm very meticulous and it needs to be right. And as if you get on with people, listen, when you work with people that are high net worth or celebrities, the biggest concern they have is trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and getting ripped off. And getting ripped off. So, they've yeah. got to be able to trust you. And the thing is, you only need to do one bad job or rip one player off. And they're all in the training ground and they're yeah. talking, yeah, Yanni ripped me off. And you're finished. I've been around 15 years. I don't rip no one off. Do I make money? Of course I make money. I'm a yeah. business. Yeah. But I don't rip no one off and I'm on call. Players, so, I don't know if you're into football. Are you into football at all? I'm not into football. Okay, but... so in, in brief, players usually, the football game is usually on a Saturday. Yeah. But they usually stay in a hotel on the Friday night. So in the hotel, they're sitting there Friday night and they're like, I'm bored. What do I do? Do you know what they do? They message me. 
Yanni, I just seen this online. Yanni, I just seen this online. Yanni, I want this car. Yanni, I want this. Because they're just sitting there bored. Yeah. And I would do most of my work on a Friday evening when they're all messaging me. And I'd have five, six different players messaging me saying, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want this. They'd play on the Saturday. I'd go to the house on the Sunday and I'd close the deal. Because I'm on. A lot of yeah. people, six o'clock, I'm not working no more. That's yeah. it. My day's done. What are you talking about? No one cares about nine to five anymore. Yeah. It's before that and it's after that. Because that's when your phone's not ringing off the hook and you can actually do the graft. People used to talk about work-life balance and it's become work-life blend uh, to the point, yeah, if I'm awake, I'm working, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing stuff, I'm, I'm the same. And they get, that's an entrepreneurial thing as well, I think. Uh, just doing what you say you'll do, when you say you'll do it, doing it well. And it's really simple, isn't it? Just doing what you say you'll do properly. And I find that a lot of people struggle <coughs> with that. I get lots of people reach out to me, want to send me product samples and 90% fail at the first hurdle. Because just go, well, just send me one, send me a sample. And a lot don't. And yeah. they've already got my attention. You yeah. think, all they have to do is send me one. That's it. You, know, you so don't know what's going to come from no, that. No, you don't. It's amazing how many people just don't do that. Um, but it, again, you know, how, how much do you want it? Um, and I do sometimes question nowadays, are people hungry for this? Like probably definitely you were hungry back in the day or I was hungry uh, back then. I know it's easy to look back sort of 20 years later. Um, but I think of the stuff that I used to do. We used to drive miles to make a £15 sale. I'd lost money on, but again, it was, I'd, I'd get the next one and the next one, the next one, you know, driving to a gym and putting stuff in sale of return. And, you know, for a long time I made no money, but I knew it could go somewhere when you yeah. build it up. So I'd imagine in your early days, um, when you said about you, you know, you, you're making money, I'd imagine the first few jobs you did, did you make anything at all? Did you learn how to sort of price yeah, it? Yeah, you, you got to learn. You just, you just have to learn. But I didn't care. It, initially, it wasn't about making money. It was about, can I build the brand? Can I grow this? Yeah, I need money because I need to survive. But... You don't know your pricing structure. You don't know, well, yeah. you know, I need to charge £500 for this or £700 for that. All yeah. I was doing is, if this is what you're charging me, I'm just going to stick a drink on the top of it. Yeah. You understand? So I can make my money. And protecting the downsides. If things go wrong and you have to redo it, you can soon end up in someone trouble. Someone say, oh, Yanni, you charged me three grand through Apple Car. I can get it done for two and a half grand. I'm like, okay, then. I said, and, and this is what I try and explain to people in business and what people don't understand. When you've just come to pick up your car and you've paid me your three grand, you're smiling, I'm smiling. I've just been paid and you're happy with your car. Great. Easy. But in three months' time or six months' time, you've got an issue with your car and you phone me, that is when I show you how good my company yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've already been paid now. So yeah. now you're actually costing me money. So do I stand on and say, you know, I'll rewrap your door, your wing, your bumper and come and see me straight away? Or do I say, oh, well, you know what, that's part of the wrap and you know what, I can't really do nothing. You're like, hold on a minute, I've paid my money. And that is where you stand on. A lot of companies, they fall flat on their yeah, face because they've, they've used all their money so, and they can't afford to lay out another £300 or £400. If I have to rewrap your car under warranty, I'll rewrap. And if it costs me five grand, I don't give a shit. Well, and I tell you what as well, I know the answer to this. How many of your customers are repeats? Everyone. There you go. Yeah. My, I have a three-month wait list. And, I, and let's say there's 100 cars there, 100, 100 customers. Yeah. I promise to tell you 90 are repeat customers. You can't. I can't get new customers into me because the repeat business... Are there all day long, and that is your bread and butter. And yeah. I put it online recently where my customers are handpicked, and they're like, Oh, what well, does that mean? I can't get my course wrapped. No, of course, you can, but you probably have to wait four or five months to get it in. Yeah, but why is that? Because I've got repeat customers that have already been using me for years. Yeah. I've got to prioritize them. I can't, and what can they I just build get? the business? They yeah. build the, I've, I've got to prioritize people. And something that I learned from my mum that she taught me from a very young age is never ruin your name. Make sure your name, especially your name, is always yeah. Not many people know my name, but yeah. I'm gonna, but, I'm gonna give it a go. <laughs> Bear in mind, we're probably what 15, 20 minutes in. Cheryl Ambus. Perfect. There you go. Done. There you go. There you go. That's why you get paid the big bucks. That's exactly. They only have to tell me once. It's all up here. Exactly. But they say never ruin your name, so that way then people always work with you. Never owe anyone any money. Never knock no one. Never do nothing. So that way, I can pick up the phone to anyone and ask for anything, and they'll do it because my name, my word, and I stand on for everything. That is what's important nowadays. If you if you have that, listen. Some I love people, that. It's old school. Some, I love pe that. some people, I love but listen. That. Some people may not like you as a person, as a character. That's fine. And same with me. But you can't ever say I owe you any money or I've knocked you. I've done something yeah. wrong. And that is what shows what you're about as an individual. Yeah, reputation's really valuable because everyone's got one. It takes a long time to build, and it's very very easy to lose. <sighs> very easy. Um, and actually, again, I learned years ago. It's easier to keep, and you all know this, obviously it's easier to keep existing customers happy than just keep looking for new ones. I see a lot of businesses nowadays and, you know, it's all about getting repeat customers and new customers, sorry, new customers. And you think, what about, the, what about the last ones? They've sold them something once. And selling something to someone once is pretty easy. Doing it again and again and again 
is you know is is tricky, especially when they're spending a lot of money with you. Because yeah. these are, these are quite you know they're, they're they're big ticket items. People are precious over their cars, um, and you know these these are and it's, it's not expensive. and don't forget it's not a need. Listen, we're, yeah, we're yeah, in a yeah, recession so and stuff like that. Need. It's, it's a yeah. want. It's not like yeah. you have to really get a haircut or you have to buy food. Yeah. This this is a, a luxury, and you're spending three grand, five grand, whatever it is on a car. And it's like, do you really do I need to do that? But my client base that I have. The recession I, I, doesn't I, I, affect I love them. it because I didn't think there were going to be that many similarities between what you do and what I do. But when you think about it as well, you're right. You know, again, we sell something that people, they want, but they don't need. Yeah. Um, and it, it is powerful. It does insulate you a bit again with the, uh, with the economy and stuff, which is lucky. But a lot of that does come back down to what you said. Those old school values and just doing what you say. When you say you'll do it. Yeah. You know, and, and being, being available. I mean, I, you know, I hate being on the phone 24-7, but it is a sign of the times and... Um, how do you actually do you ever switch off from that? Obviously, you've you've got kids. I don't. So, how do you prioritize that bit of family time? Do you have like set times of the week, or you try and turn? This is this is where you make sacrifices, yeah. and this is where sometimes it works against you. Um, where sometimes it is difficult to 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 block out family time. So, I've got I've got a sixteen year old boy, twelve year old boy, and a two year old daughter. Oh, big yeah. range then. So okay. yeah, so it is very very difficult, and obviously you try to, but it's like you're sitting there talking, and the phone will ring, and you'll look, and you'll be like. Got to answer that call because it's it's one of your big people and you're like I can't answer that and then but these, yeah. these not that's not me by the way I get in everyone's <laughs> phone when I ring you so so it, it is very difficult and I think it is the balance is probably the key word I think it is trying to find a balance but the problem is you go on a holiday you never ever have a normal holiday no I've not had a day off uh, since 1991 yeah, I think you're away your phone's on you're still doing stuff and you don't switch off but then you need people around you to understand that and that is why you live in the nice big house and we drive yeah. the nice cars and we do the nice holiday because of the graft we put in so you, you, you're you losing on one end but then you have a lifestyle and it's like well I'll work for X amount a year so then for the rest of my life I can enjoy and, and be a lot more relaxed and, and spend more time but as they're growing up, you might miss the the early stages of, yeah. their, of their thing so my daughter I spend a lot of time with her because I, I, it's my daughter but you, you know how I know as well how busy you are with how quick you are responding because I'm the same. Because people say to me, respond really fast. Say yes, but don't do it straight away. I won't do it because yeah. it'll get buried. Um, you get buried, exactly. Yeah, that. You, buried. you get the yeah, message then, and it's just like... Someone said to me once, if you want something doing, ask a busy person. And it's weird, isn't it? If you get someone who's actually not that busy, they don't prioritise anything when you're busy, you do learn to prioritise quite quickly. Um, you, yeah, and if I haven't replied in 24 hours, I'm, I'm either dead or I'm not going to reply. Okay, do you notice on my WhatsApp... I don't have any notifications. Have you noticed that? No. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, I have actually. So I yeah. don't have that. So so people at home are watching this thinking, well, what do you mean notifications? Well, you have like either like the two ticks or the green tick. Yeah. I have mine off. So then you don't know whether I've read the message yeah. or whether I've, whether I've seen it or whatever because that way then you can't be like, well, I've seen you read the message. This, and you know what the worst thing is? When you send me a message and someone puts a question mark, how dare, don't put a question oh, yeah, mark yeah. afterwards. Yeah. I'll reply when I can reply. I don't need you to put a You're question fast. mark. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm on it. You, this, mm. The phone's always in my hand. This is probably the longest I haven't had my phone. I can literally see you sweating. Look. Oh, God. Even I've got messages God. on it already. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, do, do you want to, uh, go on, who's messy shirt of interest? Anyone famous mess you in the last 15, 20 minutes? Uh, Just make someone up if they haven't. No, to be fair, <laughs> early, on my way up is Sanya did. Bakary Sanya. He's an Arsenal football player. Fo- okay, he's football just flown player. in. It was his birthday yesterday. He's just flown in. So we're going out for dinner for his birthday tomorrow. So he's an Arsenal football player. He used to play Arsenal and uh, Man City. If Simon Cowell rings, you're allowed to take it. Because we, we, we should put him on speaker. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just, just to mess him up. Um, so did you... Did it? So when you started the business then, did it just kind of take off? Or did you still have that period that most businesses probably go through where for the first four years, I was just glad to wake up and I'd knock on bust overnight? Did you ever like were there were there real seat of the pants moments, tight on cash, have I done the right thing? Uh what am I doing? Is this the best is it the best thing I've done? Is it the worst thing I've done? Did you ever go through any of that or No, and you know why? No. Because I had no overheads. Okay. Yeah. And my cousin right. used to take the mick out of me. He was like, if I say overheads to you, it's like you get scared. So it was me and one guy working for me. So I didn't have huge overheads. I didn't have anything. So literally whatever I made, I would pay him whatever he was getting on, £400 a week or whatever. And the rest was mine. And at the time, I think I was living at home. And then obviously later on, obviously I moved out. But my overheads were really, really low. And I was making so much money. I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is easy. Business is easy. And it's only then you get your premises and you realise, okay, so we got tax and we got national insurance and we've got this and we've got VAT. And we've got this. And I'm just like... So I'm actually working for the government what, now. What's so the tax word you speak yeah, of? Well, <laughs> but you actually work for the government now, and people yeah. don't realise owning a business is not easy. Did you find it? How did you find it employing people? Because it's one of the hardest things. 
especially early on, because we couldn't find, we didn't really know what we needed in terms of employing people. Because you need someone that can kind of do everything and they don't exist. So you end up wearing lots of hats. But did you find that? Because entrepreneurs find it hard to delegate. And I've seen you delegate. It's like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> you go up there. I'm quite ruthless. Yeah, you're yeah, like, do that, do that, move it. No, you ring him. No, do this, move that. Turn that off, open the gate, shut the gate. I'm amazed how involved you are. Yeah. And everyone's kind of running. It looks like it's like organised chaos. Yeah. But it made me feel better because I thought, oh, actually, that, that's... Yeah, that's someone know, else like me. Someone else like, like me. But did you find it difficult employing people? The problem is, you ask any person that owns a business, what's the hardest thing? Staff. Staff, yeah. Trying to find staff because... You've got some staff that are very good. Because you're easy to work for. I, I am. I, I try and have a family environment. Okay. If you, if you see the videos on, on the Animal channel from years, you'll see that I've got a very good family environment. Yes, am, am I a hard boss? Of course. Do I expect you to deliver? But you get paid very well. Yeah. And sometimes where it's been so... I'm not so, asking for a job, by the way. <laughs> but sometimes where it's been really, really cool, they've, they've, let it, they've let it slip and it become a social club. I'm like, guys, this is not a social club. This is business. As yeah. much as I'm quite relaxed and we have fun, as long as the work gets done, I'm relaxed. Um, but what people don't realise is I'm paying you to come to work to do a job, mm-hmm. okay? And you're coming to work for me to pay you. So, But some people think, well, you're doing me a favour. You're not doing me a favour. I'm paying you to come paying to work. Paying for their, their but time, they, they, their they, skill. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I'm worth a lot more money or I can do this or I can do that. And they see they see the, the Lambos and the Ferraris and the Porsches coming for every day of the week. And they think, this guy's making hundreds of millions. You, haven't, you don't realise all the expenses and all that got to get yeah. paid first. They don't see, they'll just say, oh, it's five grand for a wrap. Well, he just made five grand. No, I never. No, I never. And they don't understand. And when you're, when you're, you can be the best. Is that because it's not five grand, it's 10? 15 for you. <laughs> 15, but when, you, when, yeah. you're the, when you're the best, Mates, right. when you're the best employee, it doesn't make you a good business owner. Yeah. And, and it is a big reality check for people when they go into the business world and, and you're not getting paid every single month. And when you go on holiday, you, you, you leave work at five o'clock and you don't think about work again until the following morning. When you own your own business, you're panicking. Have I got work tomorrow? Can I pay the bills? Yeah. I've got the rent coming. I've got a big VAT bill coming. Can I pay? All... Then what? What are you going to do now? I th- when it hit me, you know, I think we're, it's when we were probably had about five or six staff and it was starting to feel more serious because it, it was really, for us, it was a hobby that turned into an obsession. Probably yeah. similar for yourself. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly yeah, a bit of a hobby. Yeah, become obsessed with it. Yeah. I think they're the best businesses because you start it for the right reasons. You didn't start it to, to make yeah. money. Um, and then... One of the guys, you know, got a car loan. And I remember thinking, I felt like I had the loan because it was like, God, if we don't, you know, do well and I can't pay him, he can't pay his car loan or he can't pay his rent. And and I, you start to feel this, like, sense of responsibility. And actually, I've never, I'm inherently quite lazy, actually. Okay. I've never been very good at working hard for me. But when it, other people relied on me, that kicked me up another gear. That kind of lights a fire under me, having that responsibility. Yep. For others, and then you know them looking up to you to kind of make the right decisions. And if it's not the right decision, you've got to try and make it the right decision. The pressure's unbelievable. People don't realise that, especially when you're laughing and joking. Yeah, and but when when you're a boss, you're not just a boss. Your mum, your dad, yeah. your council worker, okay, your bank manager, your finance guy, your brother, your sister. So they'll come to you for anything. And if you've got twenty staff, every single person's problem is the biggest problem ever. So yeah. you could have just spoken to someone and they've just lost someone, but this person needs to pay a bill. I remember one of my guys said to me, oh, yeah, um, I'm about to get kicked out of my house. I'm like, what's happened? He's like, well, four of us, me and my four friends, me and my three friends live there. I'm like, okay, like, we haven't paid the council tax. Why haven't you paid that? I don't know. Okay, so we need, and they, obviously you pay it monthly, and they're like, we now need to pay £1,500. I'm like, oh, well, there's four of you, obviously. Have you not got the money? No. Okay, so you're coming to me, yeah. I said, have they all got bosses? Yeah. Have they gone to their bosses? No. So you want me to pay the yeah. council tax. And that's what I'm saying. And, and I paid it for him because I'm not going to get him kicked out of the house. But It's difficult, though, because the problem yeah. is people don't learn in some yeah. of these situations. And um, they always say, don't they, with family, friends and money and that, not, not to get involved. And it, it's it's difficult when you care about your team. And also you kind of want to, you want that problem to go away for them yeah. so they can get back to work and doing what you pay them for because that's good for you and that's good for everyone else yeah. and also good for them. So it's a bit of a vicious circle. It's, it's difficult then when you come to that point where you have to say no. Yeah. Um. Because I can, I, you'd be like me. You'd probably find that quite difficult, even I've, though I, I want to help everyone. And yeah. I, and I've been burnt in the past where I've gone above and beyond for certain people, and they've stabbed me in the back, and they've left, and they've talked shit, and they've said this. I'm like, man, I've done so much for you. I remember one of my guys he had a, had a hearing problem. I paid for his ears to, to get his thing done, um, and then I had another guy who had his head smashed open. I paid his wages for three months, and because obviously he smashes, no thanks, no nothing. And yeah. then when they leave, they're like, oh yeah, Yanni was this, Yanni was that, and I'm like. 
wow, you really forgot about what I actually did for you. You've got that short a memory. Have you ever employed friends back in the early days? Yes, I've employed friends. Did um, that work? Yes, so like someone Andrew who used to work for me, he was a but he but he's a great guy. I met Andrew, yeah, yeah, he was, he's, yeah, he a, he's great, a great yeah. guy. So he's, I've got friends and I've got friends. So yeah, yeah. he he's a great guy. So yeah, but there's sometimes where you want to help people out and they take the piss because they're friends with me. They think, yeah. well, I can get away with it. And then when you've got to let them go, well, how can you do that for me? I'm, I'm so, and I'm like, you're not you're not doing anything. You've got an opportunity. I've given you an opportunity. I'm paying you more than what I should be paying you because you're my friend. At least do the graft. At least do the work. I, I, I think I don't think I've ever had, say, employed friends that's become then an amazing employee. Mm. But I've employed them, had amazing employees that have become fantastic friends. Yeah. So I think you can do it the other way around. Correct. I agree. But yeah, I don't think you can kind of start off with a friendship because when you start off, because I did that and you employ mates and again, they'd rock up late because they've been to the supermarket and whatever, and they've gone to the week shopping, and it's like, you know, it's half nine, where are we? Oh, I've gone to my week shopping. And, and, they, oh. and they say it's so blase, like, oh, oh, just over <laughs> there, it's like... But <laughs> it was one of the first people work. I employed, mate, and I was like, but, yeah, con needed you at work, because that's yeah. why I pay you. He said, well, yeah, but you go to Sainsbury's in the middle of the day. Yeah, I own the business, I've been here since four o'clock this morning, and I'll be here till midnight. I've got to do it at some point. But, yeah, they start looking at what you do as the business owner, and think, oh, that's how yeah, but they don't see the fact that yeah, they go into the family, and then you're, you're worrying about it all night till midnight, trying to pay the bills. I'll tell you two things. One person said to me once, and I wanted to kill him, he was like, we're well, sorry for you, drive a Lambo. Wow, so that's how you see me. Okay, you're not going to last here long. Yeah. And the other thing, do you know what one of my pet hates is? So if you're due to start at 8 o'clock, if you're going to be late, it happens, traffic, whatever, yeah. send me a message. But send me a message before 8 o'clock. They'll send me a message at quarter past 8, I'm going to be late. Yeah, I know, I know you're late. Here. It's already eight o'clock. It's gone, <laughs> yeah. and then they'll like literally. And I'm like, why don't you send me a message at quarter to eight? I'm going to be an hour late at half eight. But you would have known that at half seven or seven o'clock. Why don't you tell me then? And if they tell me before, it is what it is. Unless you take the piss regular. But these are basic things, and they can't yeah. do them. And honestly, the little things drive me mad. They yeah, drive me mad, tell. and and I, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. You knew that you were supposed to be on time. You're supposed to come to work. Just send me a message. I'm really easy. I'm really, like, relaxed. But I'm asking for basic things here. Culture's hard because you want to keep that culture of, of kind of, you know, the, the family environment, the family business. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's responsibilities and pressures and overheads. And ultimately, you've got kind of high net worth clients, again, who are busy, hardworking people who are paying good money to get something done properly first time my bugbear is people not doing things properly first time them needing like three or four goes because by like the well by the second go to be honest i'm um, pretty irritated yeah but you know it's like i haven't got time to do everything four times so that baffles me how many people just can't get it right first time yeah, through just uh you know and and through their own fault really as well in yeah. the sense that not like something unexpected happened um, but you know they just didn't do it properly. Just attention to detail. Anyone attention can make to a mistake. Really Anyone can make a mistake, um, and that's fine. But when you're repeating it continuously, continuously over, I'm mm. like, come on, man, enough's enough now. Would you say this is your dream job? Um, Bear in mind, you've had 400 others. Yeah, I don't even my dream job. I think it's the job I'm most passionate about, and something that I really enjoy. And because I love cars, cars is is, is something that I really, really love. Um, so. Is it a dream job? I don't know. I just, I just love it. And the thing is, I always love the football industry. So, oh, okay. I, so I, yeah, I, I managed okay, to I get, get so pretty much I've, I can experience everything a footballer experiences bar playing on the field. So I would turn up to the training grounds. I'd park in the first team car park. I'd, I'd be at the boxes. I'd be uh, in the players' car park. I would go in. The, I can go everywhere like a football player. I just obviously didn't play. But so I experienced what a football player experiences, and it's insane. Without having to do any of the hard work? Without having Perfect. to train every day. Of the week. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, and, it, and it's, it's great. And the only problem is it does make you see things differently because you deal with football players all the time. You know how they think. So you're not into football, but Arsenal-Tottenham are big rivals. So when Arsenal-Tottenham play, it's like, right, they're playing, and it's a London derby, and they hate each other, hate each other, yeah. So I'd say to the player, oh, my God, it's, it's like derby. Like, are you excited? Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's an Arsenal-Tottenham derby. And they're like, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, that burst my bubble. Do you know what, is that because, <coughs> obviously, they're super passionate about football, but the minute they start getting paid to do what they love, 
it ruins a bit of the enjoyment. Yeah, not all players. So when you have your, your John Terry's, your John Terry's hardcore Chelsea through and through, oh my God, yeah, big big games. He's that kind of guy. But other players, I think when a lot of the foreigners came over, it was they, they weren't as passionate um, like, like the English players were because obviously it's the Premier League and you, you're playing England and things like that. But... Yeah, foot, football was something that that I really loved, and I was really I really enjoyed. And I said to be around it. Like I'd, I'd go to a game, and I remember I'd look at a pitch, and let's say Tottenham were playing Chelsea. I'd look at the pitch, and I'd be like, all right, Arsenal players. Well, so I've done nine of the players on that team, and I've done six of the players on that team. I'm like, yes, look how many players I've done. I need to get a few more of them. I love the fact that you uh, yeah you measure business success in in footballers because <laughs> that, that's how I yeah. built the business. And nowadays, everyone thinks getting a celebrity is how you're going to get your business out there because you want to hope they're going to promote you on social media, and that's how you grow the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as easy as it used to be growing growing your your social yeah, media course. now because everyone's doing promotions and everyone just has hashtag ad, and it, it doesn't always work. It needs it needs to be real. Do you know what? Yeah, authenticity yeah. is huge. You can't just, I don't think anyway, you can't just pay people to say you've done a good job. Yeah. I just think it's transparent. You know, you, you can just see straight through it. It's really easy. So, yeah, I really like the authenticity for sure. Yeah, if you, if you enjoy the product and you're, you're happy with um, I listen, I work with quite a few brands, but there's loads of brands that I'll just turn down because I'm like, I'm, I don't like that product or it's not going to be real. I've done something recently with um, HelloFresh. You know, HelloFresh is like the yeah, food company. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't cook anything. They approached Neil, who you know, my manager, yeah. Insanity, and he was like... Neil's also my manager as well, so yeah. I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> and he was like, do you want to do this? And I was like, you know what, yeah. And we've done a, like, an incredible video, and, and I actually really enjoyed it. And HelloFresh watched it, and they were like, this is one of the best videos ever, because I was so into so it. Animated, like, I, cook, yeah, I was cooking, and it. I was doing this, and I had to put this here, and, and I can't cook. And I, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what, I loved it. And it came across on camera. So it, it wasn't even a brand deal anymore. It was me just having fun. And cooking. You see, that's why I say, is it your dream job? Because the, the the downside of being an entrepreneur is you're always looking at the next thing. You can't help it. So contentment doesn't exist, does it really? Because you get to a certain, all the places that you think you're going to get to, it's great. You get there, but then you can't help but look at the next one. And I can just, because you've got a podcast, haven't you, as well, which um, does sort of pretty well, and the TV show on, on Dave, which I think on has BBC, a... Yeah. On BBC, now, is it? The BBC have stolen it. So what was that like working for, with Dave and filming on Dave? It was great. So they, they approached us for the show, and usually... Just from where? Just from... They just saw YouTube, you on social media? YouTube. Oh, so I've okay. done loads of YouTube stuff. So obviously we're filming wrapped cars and things. like We've done a car for KSI, and that done like 30 million views and whatever. Yeah. When you do that sort of level. And they were like, we really like him. He's a good presenter. We think he can have his own show. So I'm like, okay, then what are you going to call it? And they're like, it's you they're talking about. Me. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we'll have his own show. I was like, okay, what are you thinking of calling it? And they're like, we're going to call it Yanni Supercar Customizer. I'm like, it's my own TV show. You're calling it Yanni Supercar Customizer. And so when, when Neil was talking to them, we're like, okay, well, how many episodes? Now, usually when you're an unknown on TV, they're like, okay, we'll try and maybe do six, six episodes and, and see how it goes. They're like, 20. And me and Neil were like, what? 20 episodes off the bat? They're like, we genuinely believe it's going to work. And they gave me 20 yeah. off the bat series one. And I was like, wow, they've obviously done three series. Um, and and it, was, it was insane. It was, listen, it was a lot of hard work because obviously we're trying to deal with it while we're filming, while we're working day-to-day -day business. So everything gets slowed down. Do you have to turn up the drama though as well? Right. So they wanted, they wanted it scripted and I was like, I won't do scripted. I said, because people see through it. I said, listen, yeah. promise you, film me long enough, things will go wrong. Oh, we don't know. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, listen. Have you met me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and listen, things went wrong. So I had two of my staff have a full-blown punch-up on the series. I, we Paul Oz, you know Paul Oz? I know Paul, yeah. We wrapped his car the wrong orange. Okay. Oh, he's very specific um, about the he's orange an, he's an as artist, well. so he knows. Yeah, and we'd already yeah, wrapped yeah. two of his cars previously, so I went nuts yeah. on camera. Um, something else happened. Like, literally, it was, things went wrong. And they were like, yeah, you were right, Danny. We didn't need to set nothing up. Um, the only thing they did was they, they calculated time. So when someone was going to come, we knew what time they were going to turn yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And we, which you have to do. But overall, it was actually real. Um, and, and, and it was great. And it was a great experience. It, it taught me loads. You don't make big money. Yeah. But you know what? It was, it was huge exposure. And I was the guy. So early days, I was like, you're the guy that wrapped KSI's car. I was like, okay. And then they're like, you're the fellow off the telly. Yeah, because it's a different audience. Yeah, and now I get you're yeah, the guy on Carwell. Yeah, because um, Carwell do like 10, 15 million yeah, views. So yeah, I've got three different demographics. I've got my young, my middle, my older, um, which which is great. So when everyone wants to do a brand deal with me or an avatar, they're like, what's your audience? I'm like, 18 to 35. And they're like, yeah, perfect. Has anyone ever turned up with a car boat that needed wrapping by any chance? Some 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 random guy some that owns some, some small company. Um, he wanted it. Do you want to explain um, this one? Right, so um, Al... 
over here turned up with a car boat. Now, if you're thinking, what's a car boat? You probably can see it on the screen right now. I think they'll show it to you. And yeah. um, we'll, we'll pin it below. We'll pin it below. And he, wa- and he wanted it wrapped in grenade and the orange and the logos and the branding. And we were supposed to take it on the river. And um, yeah, so we wrapped go it. We were going to get out to see. We wrapped it and it looked incredible. So you can drive it on the road and you can obviously take it um, on the sea. Um, and it was very weird. We've never done that before. We've done boats. And we've done cars, but never a car boat. <laughs> never a car boat, yeah. This was this came from uh, some great friends of ours at ProDrive who'd uh, developed this vehicle called the Humdinger, and I saw Humdinger. it and wanted it. Brilliant. <laughs> I thought, I've, I've got to get that. So, uh, yeah, we've become known for getting various various vehicles and, um, again, being into cars and other forms of transport. And, um, yeah, we decided it was it was in, in a grey, wasn't it? It looks okay in the grey, but it's we wanted okay. to make it a it bit more... It was like more, a battleship, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, a bit, a bit more grenade And, of course, there's only one person we could bring it to to do this. But they weren't available. No, they weren't available. <laughs> so, yes, right. See that? I've done like, that because I knew he would have yeah, made that, that joke. Yeah, so yeah, knew that like, was going. Yeah, yeah, I knew that was going. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, took, <laughs> took it down to Yanni, who, again, moved a lot around. for Because I know, I know that was a pain in the arse for you, as well, to be fair. And it was huge. It was so it's not like it just fits in your unit and it only goes... It was yeah. quite big. Anyway. We, we, uh, yeah, we had issues with insurance in terms of we couldn't get it insured to take it out on the water. But who knows? Just as well, really, because we were so we, we were going to sink in that. We, yeah, that would have we sunk. sunk. We, we, um, yeah, you and me on it, that would have been... Um, yeah. It would have gone viral, though. It would have gone viral. <laughs> yeah, it. It. I don't think our family would have been happy, but you know what I mean? Online, they would have loved it. Our and Yanni God, thank God for that. Them two annoying... We can We can blur that out. But the... The thing, the nice thing about that, anyone else would have said no. I think they'd have just said no. Yeah. But because it was you as well, nothing was too much trouble, which again, it's just that entrepreneurial streak. You knew it was going to be difficult. And again, it took up two bays and whatever in the in, in the place. But again, just great content, great fun. Really enjoyed doing it. Not been done before. Bit of a first. Um and you know, you you sort of you look for a way to say yes to that, which you know we'll, we'll much appreciated. Yeah, I um, love a challenge. I love a challenge. And to be fair, you and all your team. Because obviously, I didn't met you before. I didn't met the team before. It was actually really cool. And I think you have got a very good team around you, uh, very professional. Um, and I enjoy working with people that listen. You are very successful. You're very successful. And it's not me here blowing smoke up your ass. But you're very successful. But you, the way you are, you're just a normal person. And it's very difficult when someone's worth that level and they've they've succeeded so. Usually they're a little bit different, or they they think they're a little bit special. You're not. So it's, well, I don't think I'm successful. Like, would you class yourself as successful out of interest? <sighs> listen, it's difficult because so you look many, at other people. There's so many different levels of success. Yeah. Listen, am I successful versus you? No, but versus someone else, of course. So it depends. It depends where you put yourself. I think you can only do what you want to do for yourself. And am I happy in my own space and what I've done so far? Definitely. And what I've achieved because it's a TV show and big YouTube and and the client base I've had and things. Yeah, incredible. But would I want more? Yes. And I think that is the entrepreneurial side. And people think, oh, it's, it's greedy. It's not greedy. You, you crave success. It's I drive. like success. It's, it's, not, it's not about, people always make it about money. It's not about money. It's about doing the next great thing. You understand? And like, I've had the TV show. Now I'd, I'd love to do um, like my own series where it's not, not, obviously I've got a podcast on BBC, but it's not the podcast thing. I want to do like where you interview people. Um, like like a Jonathan Ross or an okay, Alan Carr. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want okay. I want that sort of talk show. That 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 is where I see myself moving forward in the future. And do you think the show will change now? It's on BBC. So they, they bought the because Dave's perfect for you because it's got that personality and get away with a lot. But correct. So they've bought they've bought the rights to the three series. So that is now on every day Monday to Friday. Um, and now we're in talks of it to see what's going to happen moving forward. Um, I think I'll be honest. It was great doing it, and I think it's been done now. So I think it needs yeah. to change. But because obviously I've moved to Milton Keynes and we've got a huge setup along Summer Partner at Urban, it's, it'll be a different, different ball game. Because that was my business was quite small. Now we've got um a body shop in-house. We're, we're building Cullinans and G-Wagons and Rolls Royces and, and Defenders and Range Rovers and Lamborghinis. It's a it's a different animal now. So I think the, the show needs to be tweaked slightly. But there's huge opportunity. So it's not just rapping. You're doing other mods and stuff as well. Yeah. And you've got to take it to the next scale. Yeah. Do you worry that you'll lose the essence of what's you? Because this is because obviously you've built this amazing brand yeah. doing what you do. How you how do you keep hold of that as it gets bigger? Because they, <sighs> they turn into monsters, don't they? These right. Businesses? So I've got bigger, but I've got smaller. So what I done was I downscaled Yanomise and partnered up with Urban. So where I had. 10 bays. I know who Urban are, but just for okay, those so who don't Urban, know. Urban Automotive are a big um, 
company that that modify Range Rovers, Lamborghinis, Rolls Royce Cullens. They put body kits on the car, so they have their own brand. Um, so where you'd have a Range Rover on the front of a car, it says Urban there, um, and, they, and they're huge. So I've gone in there, so I've downscaled the wrapping side, and that's why it's handpicked clients only to look at other opportunities. Because the issue is I'm always busy, and I haven't got time to do yeah. anything. So like, I'll be honest, if this had come up a year ago, you know, I would have struggled to even come this far because to come out there and I'd be sitting here panicking on my phone. What are my staff doing? I need to look at the cameras. I, I'm yeah. like this. Whereas now I've got a team up there and I've got a team in Enfield that like my media hub where they do all my t- uh, filming and all my creative stuff. So I've, I filmed a load this week. So I know they're all editing now. So I don't have to worry about them. Yeah. And yeah, obviously yeah. next week I'll go back and film again. So it's, 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 it's a different animal, but it's, we're going to have some fun with this. I need to come to that place. At you need to Milton come to Milton Keynes. Keynes. You'll, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be like, wow. You'll be like, wow, this is a serious setup. Oh, you know, it, it gives me ideas as well, though. You're going to come buy some cars. but you, You'll leave buying two cars. You'll be you'll be that guy. When you walk in there, be like, yeah, sorry, mate. You, you have to stand outside, look at the car. You're like, yeah, I'll take three of those, please. I can't I can't go to a game fair without buying a car. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Listen, what a position to be in, though, let's be honest. It's well, I, I, I like unusual stuff, but... um. Have you ever wrapped I know, I've walked around, sorry to interrupt you, I've walked around <laughs> your house and you've got some serious un- unusual stuff around here and it's it's amazing. I like collecting things. I know, <laughs> so I I've got, Yeah, I've got quite an obsessive personality. Um, there, there was a lot of talk at uh, Granada a few years ago what the next sort of session would be and I started collecting gin bottles, I've sort of told you about that one. Yeah, and yeah, no one had that. Um, then it was Star Wars Lego, no one had that because I don't know. What the next thing's going to be? What you see and what you uh, like until I see yeah, until I suddenly get into it. I think it's these obsessive personalities that um, entrepreneurs tend to have. I love asking um, people this as well, but um, what's what what's your biggest fear as a as an entrepreneur? What would make you most scared? Because while you think while you think about that, uh, you'll get lots of questions from um, people who want to start a business and stuff like I do, and. You know they're always hesitant to get started, and you know everyone's everyone's scared. So I just I like to ask people what what their what their biggest fear would be. Um, is it losing everything or losing the ability to do what you do? Shall I be with you? As you get older, your mindset changes, and I think now I've got to a stage where I want to enjoy my life a little bit more. I love working so I think it's trying to find that balance yes of course you always worry about losing it or not being able to fulfill or not have customers and stuff like that but I've had a good run and I've enjoyed what I do and I'm someone that if I lost it all I will go again and I'll graft again because I'm a grafter and I I like to work and I surround myself with incredible people that if one of us went down if one of us had a problem the other person could phone that person and that person would help build them back up and I think that's really, really important. The people around you are, are so, so key. And they don't all have to be multimillionaires or whatever, but if they're they're good people and they're successful in their own right, they will always help you. So yes, you always have the fear to lose everything, but I've got really good people around me. So I know if it did go the wrong way, I've, I've got support. Do you find you, because you'd probably, would you say you're a risk taker? You've had all these different yes. jobs, different businesses. Do you find your attitude to risk changes though as you've got older? Yeah, when you have kids, when you get older, you don't you, you're, you're getting risks. to a stage now where you're thinking, you know what, I can, if I was 55 or 60, difficult to do it again. I'm, I'm still young yeah. enough to be like, okay, I can go again. But you don't want to. You, you, you've done it now. And a lot of my friends have made money, lost it all and had to go again. And I think that is where it's it's, it's very difficult. But Yeah, because I, I never worry about making mistakes, but you need time to be able to recover from them. Yeah. And you're right, you don't want a mortgage when you're 60 or 70 or starting a business when you're 70 because, again, if it goes wrong, you haven't got time to recover or in your 20s. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, exactly. You'll mess it up, you'll learn, and you'll do it again. But, um, yeah, I, I always try and encourage people just to start. Don't stop thinking about it. Start, and the earlier the better because the, the sooner you start, the, the, the quicker you start learning. They overthink. And, yeah, they, and you'll have learned all these mistakes from the other businesses that you had, the milkshake shop, You'll have learned stuff with that now. That's a mistake that you won't make. Yeah, I- yeah. In the in the car business, but that's someone that I. That's a mistake that I won't make. As in, don't put don't put milk in cars because that doesn't work. They don't tend to run on milk or fish or fish. Yeah, they never smell. put fish in cars. Sorry, but people Mark. don't people don't learn with mistakes though. That's the issue. Someone makes a mistake and they make it again. I'm like, you saw that didn't work. Why have you done that again? Yeah, they keep doing like, it. And, they don't, and, and, they that, don't and that's the biggest problem. Whereas if I make a mistake, I'll be like, right, I will not do that again. I know I've made a mistake there, and and I'm, um. 
I'm grown enough to be like, that was a mistake, rather than be too big headed and be like, no, no, I didn't make a mistake. I, 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 exactly how it went to plan. No, it didn't. It was a mistake. You've messed up. What, what do you think's been today? What's the biggest thing that you've messed up? Do you think? There's one thing. Doesn't have to be with the animals, but again, was it one of the businesses that you had or? Um, Anything? Absolute disaster. What was I thinking? Maybe you've never made a mistake. I love, I love the fact it's taken a long time to think about it. No, I've made a mistake. I'm trying to think what, what was a... Shall I tell you what, what a mistake is? Go on. I didn't learn a trade. So it wasn't it actually a your woodcutting certificate from doing it all. And my, my thing. I think, and this is something that I advise to kids, and especially my kids, have a trade. Because a trade is an incredible thing to fall back on, whether you be an electrician or a plumber, yeah. or whatever it is. Because that way then you can always do something. I don't have a trade. I didn't do well at school. I'm just a businessman, entrepreneur, grafter. I can't rap. I'm, I'm known as the rap king, yet I can't rap a panel. Do I know how to rap? Is in? Do I know the process? Do I know what needs to be done? Do I know everything about it? I know it from A to Z. But you but couldn't I do it physically yourself out of can't interest. apply vinyl. But I'm the rap king, imagine. But then I, I, I use Richard Branson doesn't fly planes. Yeah. Elon Musk don't build Tesla. Interesting, yeah. He understands. So, so again, it's that it's that delegation point. I, I said years ago, actually, as well, that um, you know, I I conduct the orchestra. I don't run around trying to play all the instruments. Yep. And I think you're probably good so, good at conducting the orchestra. No, no, no you play 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 your position, play your role. You, that's not what you do. You're not that guy. You're not there in the factory making making the bars. That's not what you do. But getting it out there to the masses and, and talking to people and networking and building a brand and a business, that's what you do. And that's what I do. Well, I think that's why you think differently. Yeah. So just having the ability to think differently and see things differently, again, is a really powerful skill. It's like you say you don't have a trade, but again, you've got that, you've got the gift of the gab. You've got that amazing personality just to connect with people and get along with people. And I, I, you know, I think that's free. It amazes me more people don't make the most of their personality. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's got one, <laughs> or rather, they don't. So I'll tell you, but, what, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happens. So when I'll go out and I go to a car show, or whatever, and I'll get a mum and a dad. And I'm like, oh, son's a massive fan, and he wants a picture and this and that. And I'm like, hold on, I'm like, does your son or daughter speak? Oh yeah. So let them speak. Let them speak to me because if they can speak to me and I'm classed as famous, they'll be able to speak to anyone. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay then. But he's shy. That's okay. And I'm like, hi, what's your name? Oh hi. I'm like, you like cars? Yeah. And. When I've I seen do you that, do that. I, was, I do that, we, I do that yeah, a lot. Yeah, I've seen you do because that. Because it's, it's, it's basic stuff. Like my kids from a young age, if we went to a restaurant, they would order. Okay, would, you know, like the dad would be like, okay, so what, what do you want? Okay, so he wants this, he wants this. No, let the kids order. Let the kids speak to people. Communication, because it's online now, no one talks to anyone. And you need that skill. You need to be able to talk to people. It's basic stuff. Yeah, see, I, I learned that skill. ability working in a gym. Because I was actually quite shy as well when I was a teenager. But being in a gym where everyone's a lot older than me and all these you know massive guys coming in, I'm like on work experience, 15 years old, and they're all like 25, you know, and they're, they're adults and nightclub doormen and um, you know people from all walks of life. Um, and yet, you know, you get eaten alive in gyms, in those sort of gyms, certainly back then, if you're not careful. So you've got to kind of stand up for yourself. And you've got to, you know, I learned everyone's name. We had 500 members. I knew everyone's first name. And just the ability to kind of to, to do that, like you said, it's very basic Personal. stuff. But yeah, just learning how to, to get along with people um, is, is massive. Uh, Yanni, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. What's next? What's the future? Building Milton Keynes? Yeah, Milton Keynes pretty much built. I think it's more TV, more social media, more more content. I think content is, is the way forward. That is why I've built a media hub in Enfield now. Um, so more content, more networking. Any content you'd like to do that you've not done yet? What's the what's your dreaming for? Because it's so so much stuff out there now. If there's something you could do, I want to film a bit more abroad. I really like the weather. I like sun. And the point is, when you live in the UK, you don't spend a lot of time in the sun. That's true. So I'd I'd like to film a lot more content abroad. But we should have taken the car boat over to Dubai, shouldn't we? I bet we'd have got insurance there. Probably <laughs> just getting it to the bar would have been the problem, though. Getting, getting yeah. it over there. So I think just just more content and and just networking with good people, meeting good people. I think that's really important. When you get older, you wanna you wanna spend time with good people and people that you like. And I think I think you can pick and choose when you've done things in life. And I want to pick and choose. Do you know what? we might have had this conversation as well because I was I was chatting to Neil about this. But um, when people say about what I want to do in future, and that that's one of my answers: spending time with people that I 
I really like. Yeah. It sounds stupid, doesn't it? But because you sort of think, well, doesn't everyone want to do that? But a lot of the time, you know, you, you don't. As you go through, you do what you need to do as you go through life. But uh, yeah, spending time with people I like, trust and respect. But we're just doing things that are fun. But we haven't because we've been grafting. The times where our friends have gone out for dinners or for birthdays, yeah, we, haven't, we gone. haven't gone because we've we've grafting. Whereas now we're fortunate enough that we're in a position that we can go for dinners or we can spend time with people or go on holiday or even just someone coming around your house and just having a chat like this. Because yeah. this is this is really as much as yeah, we're filming it and it's for a podcast. It's actually very informal. It's just two it's quite healthy, chatting. I think, isn't it? It's, it's quite nice. healthy, yeah. Because I've learned stuff. Uh, to, I never thought I'd say that, but I've learned stuff talking to you as well. Because you do otherwise you. Yeah, it's, it's quite lonely, I think, being an entrepreneur, especially running a business. And I said earlier when we were off camera, there's only so many people you can actually discuss these things with because, yeah. um, you know, a lot of my friends are business owners. And, um, you know, Grenade's probably a bit more developed than some of their businesses are. And they'll come to me, I'll go, guys, that's normal. Trust me, that happened to us. What happened to us is worse because we did that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thank God for that. We thought it was just us. You think all these problems are, like, unique to you. Yeah. Like, you know, you're the first person that's employed someone who's kind of messed you around or stolen from or you've been a bad employer. Whatever. I go, yeah, that happens. And, you know, so I think sharing is really important. Otherwise, you'd just, you'd, you'd go bar me. I um, agree. But I've got your present as well. At great personal expense, um, you'll, you'll like this because oh, we launched these... I actually bought these with my own money because we're sold out. But you've got one of the first boxes of Oreo. Have you tried these yet? I haven't. You'll like them. Wow, I they're, do like Oreo. To be they're, fair, they're pretty. They're pretty good. So two year, two years in the making. Yeah, I've actually, um, yeah, they came off my staff orders. I've actually bought those with my own money, so I'll be claiming that back on expenses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, incredible. But enjoy, Yannick. Thanks Thank for sharing. So thanks for doing this. I know you're mega busy. Thanks for being such a good sport. Um, and also for doing me a great deal on my two cars coming up uh, being wrapped. We'll just drop that at the end. Appreciate you. <laughs> I know you, you look so after me. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks brother. Well. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. See you guys. Just to please Yanni, I'm going to change my voice. I'm going to go up a notch because I know it makes his day. But that was Yanni Sharalambus. 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 Close. Close. It's a hard name, to be fair. That was Yanni Sharalambus from Yanni Mize on Paul the Pin with me, Al Barrett. And make sure if you've enjoyed today, there's more to come. So hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and we can be found anywhere you download your podcasts. Speak to you soon.